Milk minute, milk minute, milk minute, yeah. This is Maureen Farrell and Heather O'Neill, and this is the Milk Minute. We're midwives and lactation professionals, bringing you the most up-to-date evidence for all things lactation. So you can feel more confident about feeding your baby, body positivity, relationships, and mental health. Plus, we laugh a little or a lot along the way. So join us for another episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Milk Minute Podcast. Today, we're talking about oxytocin, who is our friend, but also can make us very sleepy and thirsty when we're breastfeeding. And we need to talk about why in the hell that happens. Absolutely. So I thought maybe we'd start with a listener question from Kelsey. Uh, And Kelsey had told us, she said, I am so thirsty when I nurse. The first two weeks were the worst. A few minutes into every feed, I was thirstier than I've ever been in my life. It's a little better now that we're at four weeks, but why the heck does this happen? My husband has never filled more water bottles in his life. He's my official water boy. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody needs a water boy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, And so basically there's two theories around why breastfeeding causes thirst at that time. One is that it's due to oxytocin release, and the next is that it's a learned response. Hmm. So let me talk about the oxytocin release first. A lot of studies were indicating that oxytocin plays a role in regulating the body's fluid intake, but also like the way that we exchange salts over cellular walls, you know, like all these really, really complex cellular activities are partially regulated by oxytocin. So that's really good to know that oxytocin plays a role in regulating your body's fluid intake. And and part of then talking about the learned response is that these surges of oxytocin are really more prominent in the first couple weeks of breastfeeding. Like they're bigger changes for your body, bigger levels of oxytocin. And so after a certain amount of time, then your body just learns, okay, now we're breastfeeding, we're going to be thirsty. And learned responses are really strong in humans. Do you think like we're going to be thirsty because we're going to need to replace the fluid to make more milk? You know, all of that is theory, right? There, one of these studies kind of went into, yes, you use fluids to make milk, but also then your whole metabolic process changes and how you, how you use insulin when you're lactating, how you exchange salts and sugars and things like that into the bloodstream and then into the milk. So like fluid regulation and homeostasis in the body is actually like ridiculously complex. And I don't know how anything is ever alive because this <laughs> is, <laughs> it's just like, wow, our cells do a shit ton of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so this was the two part thing. And the thing that we hear all the time, right, is I get really thirsty when I'm breastfeeding or I get really sleepy when I'm breastfeeding or maybe both. Mm-hmm. What was it for you, by the way? I think it was mostly feeling tired when I breastfed. Yeah. What about Mine you? changed between pregnancies mm-hmm. and, and babies. So my, my son, I was both, and I was hardcore. So he was like a late pre-termer, and I was also a C-section. So lots of fluid shifting 
after surgery. Right. So like waking up sweating in the middle of the night where I've completely soaked through sheets and I'm like, okay, so my body's trying to get rid of some fluid here. I, I see that. I had the sweats really bad too. Oh. And I was like, I'm just sorry, is this menopause or am I lactating? Like what is, <laughs> what is happening? And like you wake up and you're like, is this pee? <laughs> is it baby pee or my pee? Is it sweat or maybe just milk? Yeah. What if it's all three? And this is why we need an affiliate with a mattress protector company. <laughs> so if you have one out there, let us know. We can't tell you enough. Put down several. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wet process in the postpartum period. Yeah. I had one of those zipper ones that's like supposed to protect your mattress from mold. Like, and then the one that was easy to put on and off and wash. Nice. Yeah. I still have that. Also. Yeah. Don't take it off until no. after kindergarten. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, I'd nurse my son and I would, within one minute, my eyes would be closing and he'd be, my arm would start to roll out and he'd start to roll out. And the only thing that would wake me up is the fact that he was trying to take my nipple with him and it hurt. And I'd be like, Oh my God, how long have I been out? Oh, and then the thirst, of course, where I'd yeah. be stuck there. And so I got in the habit of just, and this is where the learned behavior comes in. I got into the habit of going and getting a bottle of water before I even sat down to nurse because I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, it's really hard in humans to separate what is a learned behavior, what's a biological process. Are they different? You know, are they separate? Does one lead to the other for a reason? Hmm. Yeah. Does it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter? I don't think it matters, but it's interesting to think about. I don't think it matters, but I think that it's important for you all to understand that this is a normal thing that happens. So you don't freak out and think that you need to drink a gallon of water a day to keep your milk supply up. So when you're not pregnant and nursing and you're thirsty, how many times have you heard people say, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated? I know. Yeah, Which... Okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but it makes me want to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can to hydrate. I don't have a camelback that I walk around with. And I also I just want to be like, no, no, no. Like, thirst is there for a reason. Like, like we we feel thirst so that we drink. It's not like a bad thing to feel thirsty. Yeah, like, I can't tell you how many times I felt guilty when I felt a natural feeling like thirst where I'm like oh god I haven't been keeping up on my hydration this feeling of thirst is just more shame that I need to put on myself so if you're feeling like that stop it right now water just Just, go have a glass of water and calm down just listen to your body it's okay it's fine you can be like oh hey body thanks for telling me I'm thirsty I appreciate that I think a more likely indicator is if your urine looks like caramel syrup, (laughs) you're very dehydrated Mm -hmm. already. If you feel thirsty and your urine looks like a normal human's urine, go get a glass of water. You know what? This was a question somebody else asked today, too, when we we were kind of asking if people had questions pertaining to these episodes, where somebody asked, okay, but actually, how much water do I need to drink? And we can talk about that a little bit, briefly, Because the answer is, I don't know how much water you need to drink. I know how much water I need to drink. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, you take your weight in pounds, and then you add whatever, and then it's that many ounces. That's not super, like, that that can kind of give you, like, an estimate. I think it's like half of your weight in pounds or something is how many ounces you should drink. But, like, that doesn't take into account your specific body type, your specific exercise regimen, all of that, how hot it is, how much you sweat. So first, if you're thirsty, drink water, right? You want to drink to satiate thirst. But a lot of people have trained themselves 
not to listen to those cues. So look at your urine. If it's been four hours and you haven't peed, that's too long. Mm -hmm. Really, we should be peeing like every hour or two. And I know that's like disruptive and frustrating. But if you when when you pee that often, your pee is clear and it doesn't smell. True. (laughs) And that tells you you're well hydrated. Everybody right now is like, damn it. Yeah. Um, And that, and I think that's a good indicator. It is kind of the like late indicator, but it's really definitive. Now, if you're taking like a bunch of B vitamins and stuff, yeah, your urine's going to be like fucking neon no matter how much you drink. But those are, you know, or if you eat a lot of asparagus or eat a lot of beets, yeah, those will change your urine color. But like, you should kind of become familiar with that look in the toilet every time, you know, (laughs) when you're like, oh, that is the color of lemons. Mm." Yeah. Well, let me just quickly say, though, from a from my standpoint, when people come to me with that desperate look in their eye and they're asking you for specific rules to Mm -hmm. follow for like perfecting their breastfeeding journey and they need really concrete numbers we have to make sure that we give you something because otherwise you're going to go on Google and pick something very extreme and then hurt yourself. I think those people are not happy with me as a midwife. Yeah. I'm like, well. You're like, calm down. And they're like, uh, I can't physically. <laughs> well, I'm just like, there is no rule exactly. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I, I definitely will say the guideline of half your body weight in pounds as how many ounces you need, it's a pretty safe way to go. So, like, if you're a person that does nothing but drink Monster Energy drinks pre-pregnancy and you need something to go off of to get a new normal, that's a good place to start and then follow your body's cues after that. I've just – I had a patient once who – I didn't give specific guidance to, and I just told her to drink plenty of water. That's all I said. Just drink plenty of water. And she drank so much water that she actually gave herself water intoxication. And the next morning when I came in, it looked like she was having a stroke. She couldn't move her left hand. She was slurring her speech, and I called (laughs) a stroke page on her. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, we couldn't (laughs) figure out what was going on. I'd chip my pants. (laughs) And then her husband finally told me, yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's been – she's really tired because she was up drinking water all night. And I said, what? He's like, yeah, one of those pink pitchers of water. She drank one every hour all night long. And I was like, oh, my my God. So I have to be really careful about being kind of specific about Mm -hmm. what guidance I give people. So if you want to use that as a guideline, do so. But listen to your body first and foremost. Can we agree on that? Yeah. And and don't feel guilty if, you know that number for you is, say, 120 ounces per day, and you can only drink 90. Like, 90 is probably fine then. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. You're going to make it. Yeah. Okay. So, in summary, talking about what oxytocin does in your body to make you thirsty when you nurse, what it does is you put the baby on. Mm Mm-hmm. Oxytocin surges. Mm-hmm. Your milk lets down. It surges down. before you put the baby on, really. Yeah. Right? Just looking at and holding your baby usually causes people to start that oxytocin response. Right. Hearing your baby cry, mm. oddly enough, does that, right? Um, that's when a lot of people experience a letdown, like, through their shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway, so it starts sometime around the time you're thinking about feeding baby. Right. And then... You begin feeding baby and you start feeling thirst because oxytocin is in charge of moving water around in your body. Apparently. As well as helping you nurse your baby. Yes, as well as 
affecting the muscle cells in your milk ducts. Right. All right, let's move into sleep and why you get sleepy whenever you nurse. Okay. Most people think of oxytocin as the love hormone, and it's like promotes feelings of calm and relaxation and safety, right? Mm -hmm. The snuggle hormone. The snuggle hormone. We love it. All the warm fuzzies. Cool. That was an easy one. Turns out not the only answer. So while I was Googling this, right, I see like this little mention somewhere of prolactin. And I was like, wait a second. I thought I knew what prolactin did. Turns out I know nothing about prolactin. (laughs) I mean, I know a little bit, right? To recap, if you're like, wait a second, what the hell is prolactin? So prolactin is the main hormone of lactation that after you deliver your placenta and we get rid of most of the progesterone of pregnancy, your body produces prolactin to tell your body to make milk, right? Prolact, more milk. Um, It's great. And you have these receptor sites in your milk-making cells that accept prolactin, and it's like, it's this very nice process. It's very clean and simple. Um, Okay, it's not. (laughs) So prolactin exists in animals who are not mammals, who do not lactate. What? I know. My mind is blown. Shut My up. mind is blown. <laughs> Why would that be there? <laughs> because it's one of the hormones of sleep. Is it? Yes. I am shocked, y'all. Like, wait. <laughs> I, I just, like, I read that, and it was the study about some other animal that were not mammals, and I was like, I'm sorry, wait, am I like, reading this right? This is about prolactin? Are we talking about, like, reptiles that sleep and freeze um, themselves to death in the winter? I don't think it was that, but it was talking about birds in one of the studies okay. who do not feed their babies milk, and they lay fucking eggs. Like, they don't have placentas, they don't, like, totally do Yeah, I know. So, prolactin is, like, older than lactation like in evolution oh you know placentas and lactation those are like things that happened after birds and reptiles and stuff and dinosaurs (laughs) so okay so then i was trying to go for like okay humans prolactin sleep and i found some studies that had you know both men and women you know, like, all the sexes and genders represented because prolactin is present in all humans. hmm The main study that I used was really interesting. And I'm, I'm going to read a couple of little excerpts. It was actually from a book on sleep physiology. Sorry, it wasn't a study. It was from the second edition of the Review of Sleep Medicine. And so, like, it ha- prolactin is all tied up in, like, dopamine and... What's the... Melatonin? Yes, melatonin. I was like, it starts with an M. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's really interesting. So, prolactin levels start to rise after you fall asleep. Um, Well, that makes sense because your milk increases overnight. I know. I know. I'm I'm so excited. I'll try not to interrupt you. It's okay. Spoiler alert, guys. This is why we tell you to pump it like 3 a.m. Yeah. Okay, so prolactin levels begin to markedly rise after sleep onset with the maximum levels occurring before you get up in the morning and the lowest levels around noon. Well, that makes a whole ton of sense. And I, I don't know why I know. didn't know this before. I don't know. And either. why aren't there more studies on this? I don't know, but I just got so excited to read this cha- chapter three called Sleep Wait. Physiology. So if you're not sleeping, 
And if you're waking mm-hmm. up all mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. that affects your prolactin levels, which Dude. affects your milk, which is why when we tell people to get one yeah. full REM cycle overnight. That's why. It, it works. Look, see, literally the next thing I'm going to read. Are you ready? Okay. Interrupted sleep results in blunting of the nighttime prolactin rise. Dude. Dude. Mind is blown. This is why working parents get fucked. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. This is why working parents can't keep their supply yeah. up most of the time because when they're up all night with baby and then they go to work and they wear themselves out and they never get a nap and they never get back on a schedule. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I know. And... Like, the general secretion of prolactin in your body is just really strongly related to sleep onset, right? That's when your body is used to experiencing prolactin. So that's why, and we know that prolactin rises most sharply in the first 10 minutes of feeding. Mm. So that's why when you start feeding your baby, you're like, hmm, oh, kind of sleepy right now. Because your body's like, yeah, we sleep with prolactin. That's what we do. Uh, and we've been doing it way longer than right. we've been feeding a baby. Right. Since Probably since you were in the womb. Since you just. were a hermit crab <laughs> in the ocean. Yeah. It's it's just, uh, I just feel in awe of the human body. Yeah. And Evolution is wild, guys. It's amazing. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so just to summarize that for you and bring it all back to center here, prolactin is used to sleep which has been used to sleep for a long time, and you have the most prolactin overnight. Mm-hmm. Prolactin also increases your availability of milk that your cells are able to make. So that's why you have m- the most milk when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up and your cans are just giant and swollen, yeah. it's because you've had prolactin because you've been asleep which is why you were asleep, Mm because you had prolactin. (laughs) So then in the middle of the day, when you go to feed your baby, feeding your baby also spikes your prolactin more aggressively and quickly. It's not so much of a slow burn, right? It's more of like a giant spike. Right. So immediately within, you know, however many minutes of nursing, you might start to feel tired. Mm -hmm. So amazing. And also safety concerns. Let's just go over a couple of those really quick. If you are a person like I was who dangerously fell asleep quickly mm-hmm. every single time you nursed, you need to make sure you're nursing in a safe place. Like, yeah, somewhere soft. Somewhere soft. If you happen to drop your kid, don't worry about it so much. It's it fine. happens. We've all done We've it. All done we it. All will do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just pad- You'll probably drop my baby. It's <laughs> Yeah, and I won't tell you about it because it'll just stress you out. Yeah. Pad yourself with pillows, you know, nurse yeah. on the couch, make sure that, you Sit know. Sit on the floor yeah. on a comfy pillow. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And if you're laying down to nurse, make sure that you have a more firm mattress so baby doesn't roll in and suffocate mm-hmm. on your breast. Yeah. And, you know, I did want to mention specifically there was a study about prolactin levels that literally mentioned that shift workers are screwed, like people who work overnights. Oh. <laughs> and and I just really wanted to mention that, too, because that that's like probably the number one question that nurses ask us, right? Because every nurse at some point is going to work overnights, like, and they're just like, how how do I manage this? I'm not getting enough sleep. When I get home, I have to be awake with my kids at least this many hours, mm. you know. And so their sleep is so fucked, you know. And a lot of them take melatonin in the middle of the day to <laughs> right. sleep quickly, which might help actually. You think? Yeah. So th- there was some mention of. Like artificially taking melatonin, helping the body create 
the rest of the like sleep hormone combo, which I have known doctors and lactation consultants to recommend melatonin to people with low milk supply. Interesting. So there might be some legit science behind that, but I'm not like I'm not officially recommending that because I didn't I didn't fall down the melatonin rabbit hole, just the prolactin one. Yeah, TBD. I'm pretty sure you all know how much we love Liquid IV at this point at the Milk Minute Podcast. But we're going to tell you all over again. We want you to make your water work harder. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that's great tasting, has five essential vitamins and minerals, and three times the electrolytes of a sports drink without the added sugar or artificial anything. Ah, so good. And the company gives back whenever you buy from them. They donate to communities in need. Yeah, so if you're watching your hydration, or even if you are one of those pregnant people that throws up all the time, like this (laughs) one over here. It's a good way to add in some extra nutrients, and also, you know, just like, make your water taste more interesting. Yeah, I know. It's kind of nice to mix it up from time to time. So anyways, head over to liquidiv.com and enter promo code MILKMINUTE for 25% off and free shipping. Ooh, free shipping. What do you got to lose? Nothing. Okay, so now that we've gone through the exciting world of hormones and sleep and thirst, let's uh, thank a patron, shall we? Mm-hmm. We shall. Thank you to Roxanne from Melville, Long Island, for becoming our newest patron. We sent you a black Milk Minute t-shirt and a mm-hmm. titty tumbler, and you're going to be invited to our monthly lives. Where all of our $20 a month patrons are invited. We spend at least an hour answering all of your questions, chatting, just having fun. Yeah, and also... People are making friends in there, which is just oh, the yeah. best thing it's ever. So cute. There's a lot of pregnant people that are around the same time pregnant, and they're becoming a little support system, which I did not expect out of the Q and A's. I'm but loving it. It is a very happy loving. accident. So if yes. you need a little bit of support and you want to spend some time with me and Maureen, and get your questions answered, become a patron at www.patreon.com/milkminutepodcast. Mm-hmm. And can I like plug for how cheap that is, by the way, because. A lot of people are going to look at this and be like, 20 bucks a month? I don't know. But seriously, you get an hour free lactation consult with that. With two professional lactation people, you get a new community. And really, like, it's not been like a big list of questions that you have to wait and wait and wait. You know, everyone's had like one or two questions and we go super in depth on them. If there are no really good questions like last time. Heather just did a a little mini class. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about whatever. We're like, hey, you know what? If everyone's feeling good because you're pregnant, maybe you don't know what questions to ask yet. I'm just going to start teaching you about what you need to know. Like, let's prepare to have a breastfeeding friendly birth or getting a good first latch or how to upregulate your supply. And like in real life, minimum, an hour consultation minimum is going to be 80 bucks out of pocket. Oh, yeah. I, I charge more than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, most people are going to have to pay 100 150 bucks per hour out of pocket because it's really hard to charge for lactation consulting with your insurance. FYI, every insurance. It doesn't even matter what insurance you have. It is. Yeah. And not only just that, but you get to develop a relationship with us. And so, you know, if you're with us throughout your whole pregnancy and postpartum period, you could literally build a relationship with us over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. We know you. We know what your problems are. And... That way, we're all caught up. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be like, hey, last time, 
you were worried about this. Is that still a problem? Right. You want to like check in about it? Hey, why don't you just email me next week if you still have that problem? Right. We're invested. Like we want to see you succeed now. Right. Hey guys, it's Maureen here and I wanted to let you know about my Etsy shop. I am an artist and a designer and I have a shop where I make educational breastfeeding posters, shirts for birth workers, like for your favorite nurse or midwife, shirts for people who are lactating, mugs, stickers, all kinds of stuff. Some of my birth paintings are on there. It's an eclectic collection and it's really beautiful. So if you want to find that, you're going to go to etsy.com slash shop slash the wandering womb, except instead of a B, it's a six. So that's the wandering womb with a six instead of a B. So now that we're back in the alcove, we are going to do a little award segment. Yes, I'm really excited. This is my favorite segment, as you all know. And um, today we are going to give an award to Linda C., who's in our breastfeeding group. She says, I've been surviving early teething with my three-month-old. It was my birthday this week, and on my birthday was her worst day yet. I tried to feed her as much as she could handle, which could be like 10 to 15 minutes. She usually eats 30 to 40 minutes, typically. And then she pumped. I'm almost night potty training my toddler, so that's rough, too. Oh, my God, Linda. Oh, You're girl. Queen. Yeah, you are a queen. So teething is rough. It can be very rough. And, you know, when I asked my pediatrician, who I love and trust very much, how do you know if they're teething? The answer was, well, until they have teeth, they're, they're teething. teething. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I can't. So it can increase their saliva, which makes their saliva more acidic, which can actually change the pH of your nipple, which can increase <sighs> the uh, sensitivity of your nipple. Not to mention they're crying all the time. Oh, yeah. They might have hurt. a fever. Like, oh, awful. diarrhea. Sometimes uh. they get random diarrhea from the acid in their mouth from their saliva. So, uh, Linda, we're going to give you the... You're going to get the Chompy McChomperson Award <laughs> because I said so. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Milk Minute Podcast. Make sure that you look us up on on Facebook and Instagram and Patreon and all the places. Yeah, we're everywhere. And, of course, if you want to share your breastfeeding win with us, you can email us at milkminutepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hello. Drop us a line. Tag us in a story. made a huge mistake and you'd like to tell us about it, we would actually like that, please. (laughs) Yes. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Milk Minute. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash milkminutepodcast. To send us feedback, personal stories, or just to chat, you can send us an email at milkminutepodcast at gmail.com. It's a milk minute. Yeah.